0: Hello Legos, you're very welcome to this latest podcast episode. As I'm chatting to you now, I've got the two dogs, Buster and Ozzy, beside me because I'm too soft and I tried to put them in the kitchen and I just looked at their faces and I felt really guilty. I don't know what it is, knowing that the two dogs are in the other room beside me and then I feel all guilty that they think I don't love them. <laughs> so I have to bring them into the room beside me. So hopefully they'll stay nice and quiet. I'm really looking forward to chatting to you in this podcast episode today. It's a really lovely sunny day and by the time you are listening to this, because I always go a week in advance um, and hopefully I'll get even better at bat creation um, and go even earlier than that. But anyway, uh, by the time you're listening to this, I am going to be one year free from alcohol and comfort eating which is a really big deal for me, considering the fact that I have really heavily relied on alcohol and food for comfort for so much of my adult life. So one year on from alcohol and comfort eating, I want to share with you my journey um, because it is the one of the only ways I know how to help that I share with you what I've gone through, how I was able to overcome it, how I was feeling at the time and um, in the hope that if you're listening to this and we all have habits that we would love to get rid of that you might it might resonate with you. You might pick something up and go oh my God I feel the same way too um, and that worked for Jessica this might work for me. So let me just give you a little bit of a backstory what was happening in my alcohol journey. I was always drinking at the weekend, always drinking wine on a Friday, mostly on a Friday evening and a Saturday evening, barbecues when the weather was warm, lovely meals out in nice places, would always have wine when I was out for a meal, I would always have wine when there was a barbecue at the weekends. Um, I was relying on it to unwind. I would look forward so much to 6 p.m. on a Friday evening to sit out in the back garden or to in the summertime or to snuggle up on the couch and watch the late late show. And I, I it was it was a big part of the anticipation. The anticipation was a big part for me. I used to look forward to that drink so much. Um like Wednesday would hit and I would already be thinking oh okay where am I going to have my first glass of wine on Friday? Are we going to go for a meal? Is it going to be warm enough for a barbecue or am I going to be snuggled on the couch with the fire on watching a really nice film? So like a glass of wine for me the whole focus was to get to the weekend Um, when I was busy in work or feeling a little bit stressed out everything felt okay because i had that glass of wine to look forward to at the weekend and that's the way it was for years for me you know i w- i would drink alcohol and i loved the whole or sort I thought i did you know the talking shit just the talking about bullshit stuff um and just that kind of unwinding chat where you you don't really know what you're talking about but you're unwinding and it feels silly and all celebrations involved alcohol. You know, they all involved a glass of Prosecco or a glass of champagne. Everything, every single thing, birthdays, celebrations, weddings, everything just involved alcohol. Um, and late nights of involved alcohol in terms of the food where I was up until a year ago, uh, what I would do would, I would restrict during the week. Um, or I'd have like too much in one sitting when I was stressed out. I would just eat too much food in one go. I was always turning to sweet stuff and carbohydrates for comfort. You know, I would exercise, go for walks, uh, but if I had a particularly stressful day, I'd be thinking, okay, I'm gonna have loads of pasta with garlic bread or I'm gonna go to the shops and get some desserts. And I would have takeaways when I was hungover. I would eat when I was hungover. Um, it wouldn't take much for me to be hungover. I remember having a glass of wine and feeling a little bit hungover the next day. Uh, I, I'm not sure, is that an age thing? I, I definitely wasn't able to have one drink and not feel the effects of that. Uh, and I think the better you feel from exercising, like if you're exercising and eating healthy, you almost notice that one glass of wine more how bad it makes you feel um so or other times you know my relationship with food I'd I'd have drinks on a Friday night skip dinner and then eat too much while I was drinking a couple of hours later. I also did a lot of unconscious eating up until about a year ago so what I mean by that is I would eat off the kid's plate um and have like extra snacks here and there but the the I don't want to use the word sneaky, but the, the mindless snacks, like I would, you know, open the fridge door and have two slices of cheese or I would be putting the kids' food away and I would have, uh, whatever, a bit of chicken off their plate. Um, and I'd have big portions and I would eat hang- hangover food. I would have takeaway once a week. The takeaway now, I realise, was mostly led by the alcohol. Um, and when I look back now, and I didn't think it at the time, but I was pretty much having like four treat nights, like Thursday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday. So let's say like Sunday was our takeaway, Saturday, Friday I was having drinks and then Thursday might have been like a little bit of sweet stuff. Um, and for me, that's crazy because I love feeling healthy and I can see now how I wasn't getting to where I wanted to be. Uh, but I just wanted to share you that back, that kind of bit of a backstory about I wa- where I was about a year ago. Um, and then what happened? Well, th- I'll, I'll bring it back to about three years ago when COVID hit and we started doing, me and my clients, you know, I do an online th- co- coaching program, my Thrive coaching program. We started doing something which is, which is now called Thrive Time. And Thrive Time is something that we do after our workouts. It's like a 10 minute practice and it's just a little bit of affirmations, a little bit of relaxation. And I suppose the biggest part of it is that there's a bit of a reflection which I had never really gotten into my day or my week before. I used to just, you know, go through the days and go through the weeks. So what happened is I started to do this little bit of reflection piece, which we now call our Thrive Time, uh, four days a week after our workouts. And it got me thinking about the unhealthy habits that I was doing that were holding me back, which was drinking alcohol, which was making me unhappy and comfort eating. So to take the points that I said about why I was drinking it got me reflecting on this so my first point that I said was I was drinking a lot of wine on a Friday and Saturday and when I started doing the Thrive Time I was like hey actually I'm drinking a lot of wine per sitting and I started to notice then how much wine I was actually drinking when I sat down and you know in the garden and I was pouring my own And then I started to notice how much I was buying in the off-license every weekend. And I I literally just started to notice these things randomly out of the blue. And then with the barbecues, I realised, great, I'm having barbecues when the weather is warm. But I realised I was happy to scrap the barbecue and just have a glass of wine. And that really hit me like a ton of bricks. Because up to this point, I'd have a barbecue And I would think I was looking forward to the barbecue when actually I was looking forward to having a glass of wine in the sun. And then the lovely meals out in nice places. I actually realised I could scrap the nice meals and I'd be happy to go anywhere as long as there was wine. Which also just stopped me in my tracks. I don't care about the nice meals. Bring me to any restaurant as long as it's serving wine. I mean if I had a choice nice meal in a nice restaurant with no wine or a meal in a not so nice restaurant I'd go with the meal in the not so nice restaurant with wine and then I started to reflect just all randomly because of the thrive time I realized that I was relying on alcohol to unwind and I was like well why is that why am I relying on alcohol to unwind oh my god I've never thought about this before and then, you know, the whole starting to look forward to it, I started to reflect on that. I was like, is this the purpose of my week every week that I look forward to this glass of wine? And it really took me aback that I just naturally started to think this way, that the gla- my glass of wine at the weekend was the whole focus to get to the weekend. And it was one of like the things I was most excited about. And then to drink and just talk shite. Why did I want that so bad? What was lacking in my life, Monday to Friday, that I felt this need to just talk utter shit? And the celebrations, all celebrations involving alcohol. Why was that? Nights out involving alcohol. Why did they all have to involve alcohol? So when I started to notice this, I became really unhappy. It just hit me like a ton of bricks. I I didn't know where it came from. And I became really aware that I was just on this loop every week. Just this loop of drinking to unwind. It being the anticipation, the excitement building up to the weekend. To be hungover and feel bad. To take me ages to feel good. Lots of my actions and decisions revolved around alcohol. I realised when I really thought about it. The anticipation. The way the weekend was structured. If I was visiting my parents, I would book a hotel. I wouldn't dream of coming back that day. If we were thinking about where to eat for dinner, it would be like, great, we'll get a taxi. So I just started to notice that alcohol was playing a much bigger role in my life than I was actually aware of. Everything was just centred around it. Why? Why? I started to ask myself, Is there more to life? And what would life be like without the shackles that I started to see? I started to see these shackles, not really, but in my mind, like I was shackled. I like, it's like I felt free during the week. I felt motivated and excited and growing the business and helping clients. And it felt like sometimes on a Friday, I would pour myself a glass of wine, walk out to the back garden and then, you know, in the movies where they have the handcuffs like pinned to the table. So your, your, your arm is pinned to the table. It felt like that. It felt like the second I had that first sip of wine, it was like, fuck it. Fuck it to my goals. Fuck it to my action steps. I didn't want to. It's just like all the motivation and everything and happiness and enthusiasm oozed out of me. And it was like somebody just put my hands in handcuffs and chained them. To the back uh, garden table, to that glass of wine. And then I was imagining, like, this rope that was tied to the off license in Tesco and to my arm. And it was just all around me, I could just see the shackles I had put on myself. You know, I was either anticipating alcohol, or I was drinking, or I was hungover. Or I was trying to, you know, get better, to feel better after having been hungover every single week. That's like, what is that? Like four steps, anticipation of drinking, drinking, being hungover, and then feeling like shit for a few days, waiting until you feel better. That was literally every single week. And I am not talking buckets and buckets of alcohol. Sometimes I'd have three. Other times I'd have ten. You know, it, uh, which which was worse, actually. I can't stand that counting of drinks, you know, can't bear it. It's it's again, you're being shackled. You're trying to count the amount of drinks you're having. For me, it just it just doesn't work for me. Um, unhappiness, you know, the physical results of alcohol started to get me down too. I started to notice that I was looking really bloated and that my skin just looked like shit the next day. And I just looked like shit the next day after I I drank. And I never used to really feel that I looked like shit after drinking. Um, but it started to show in my face. And that really was another big, like, key moment for me. And I was beginning to find it hard to look in the mirror. I definitely couldn't look at myself in the mirror. So all this happened anyway. I had all these habits. COVID hit. We started to do a bit of reflection. It's now called Thrive Time. Because of that reflection, I started to just ask all these questions to myself and I started to notice these things. That's what reflection does, you start to notice. So, I stopped. I stopped a year ago. My last drink was on the 30th of April 2022 and I haven't had alcohol since and I've had very few moments that I have uh, had to turn to food for comfort and the proof of that is that I I don't weigh myself but I dropped so much weight like so much weight when I when I healed that part of myself when I stopped I was really really scared I was scared of what people would think particularly people like loved ones around me like Joe my husband has also stopped so it's it's lovely that we kind of both had our own individual paths about it with alcohol but they both came to a head at the same time he was really unhappy he'd been really unhappy drinking for a long time I had become really unhappy drinking and we both just happened to end up at the same point which which was amazing I feel so lucky that that happened but you know other other family members or family situations you know those brilliant family situations where you all get together and uh, I was I was just worried about what people think I was worried what what social situations would be like um now I think it's so messed up Now that I've realised back when I stopped drinking that I had been putting what others thought of me before myself. So when I stopped drinking, it blows my mind now, it baffles me that I was worried of what people would think and how they would be able to handle me not drinking. I put that before what I thought of myself. Like if, if those people love me, surely they would be so happy for me that I have stopped drinking. Why on earth would I be putting what other people think before myself? So that was a big shock to me. That, that one point, and I just want to say it again to be really clear, um, so I've explained myself well, but when I stopped drinking, I was terrified of what people would think. Terrified. And now, a year on, it blows my mind that I was worried about that. Because I had just done this monumental change for the good. First off, Who am I hanging around with that I would be genuinely concerned that they would view this as a negative thing? If they had my best interests at heart, surely they would just be so happy for me. Secondly, why would it be important what people thought about me stopping drinking? So this realisation that I had been thinking like that really woke me up to that and I was in shock because I asked myself the question then, where else am I doing that? How else in my life am I showing up like that where I am doing things currently based on what other people are thinking? And it really hit me like a ton of bricks. I've spent the past year fixing that and going deep and reflecting and making sure that everything I do now, whether it's in my work or my life or my family or my personal life or my friendships, that it comes from a really authentic place and that I, I, I work really hard now not to do things, do them with the driving force being that somebody else wants me to do that, to say that, to feel that. How little do you have to love yourself that you're worried about what other people think that you've decided to stop drinking and take care of yourself? How little must you, must, must you love yourself If you want to stop comfort eating but you're afraid of saying no to your neighbor who's called round with an apple cake. How little must you regard yourself that you're out with a friend and you don't want to scone but you have one because you feel like you can't say no because she is. How little must you love yourself if you call around to your family or your friends and they offer you a glass of wine and you say no thanks actually I've stopped and you're afraid that you're going to hurt their feelings. What the fuck. I mean how little must you love yourself? And that's exactly what I came to realise, that I, I, I didn't love myself very much at all. So I went on this huge journey. I feel so tired now with the journey. I need things to settle for a while. <laughs> I feel like I've learned so much and improved so much that I need a wee little break. <laughs> um, I've gone on a journey now over the past year of showing myself compassion And kindness and forgiveness and gentleness. The word gentle keeps coming up for me so much. Something I have never shown myself is a gentleness. Um, And just what I mean by that is like for a small little example, like how I would put on my coat, how I would put on my moisturiser, rough. like just, I would act like I didn't love myself. Does that make sense? How I treated myself, you know, rushed everywhere. Didn't give myself a, 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 a thought. Um, so I just want to give you like a little few tips on how I show myself compassion and kindness and forgiveness and gentleness and nurture. I like to do like these little action steps that I haven't really done before. Um, that make me feel really happy they make me smile and it shows me that I love myself so the first thing and I mentioned this on another podcast is that I make overnight oats every single night for the next day and that to me I have them in a lovely little jar and that to me is a symbol now that I really love myself and I take care of myself for some weird reason that this is really weird I didn't allow myself to have overnight oats before consistently Now I know that sounds really weird but for some reason I'm only able to do it now. I didn't love myself enough to allow myself to take the time out to make myself a really nice healthy breakfast and to have it ready for me the next day. I think I thought it was like giving myself too much attention, spending like just being kind of fussy on myself or something but I I realized the error of of the way I was thinking Uh, I wear makeup now I really like to wear makeup now I have this lovely Charlotte Tilbury um, foundation that I really like and I put it on after my shower after my workout and I feel really really good I make sure that the clothes I'm wearing every day, I feel really nice in them. I never just throw on anything anymore and rush out the door. Never. I put thought into it. What am I wearing tomorrow? Oh, I like this shirt. I like this jumper. That's completely changed for me now. I love getting my hair done in the hairdressers every four weeks. And I wear a little clip in my hair that just makes me smile every time I look at it. I care about myself. I'm not swayed by what others say to me as much I can get like a not so nice email or a horrible social media comment which happens all the time which is really normal if you're putting yourself out there and it sways me less. I've taken the control back I know I'm a good person I care what I think I'm the judge of myself I decide I decide I decide what I think of myself and that's all that matters. I have healed a lot so much from my past. I used to have somebody else's nasty voice in my head. They are gone. The unkindness that they have shown me, I have managed to turn around and I show myself such love and such compassion and such kindness now. And I understand that all I can do is be me and do my best. And if people feel sometimes let down by that or that I'm not good enough, that is on them, it's not on me, it's okay. As long as I can look in the mirror at the end of every day or throughout the day and say, you're doing your best, you really care for people, I love myself, I'm a good person, all I'm doing is what I can do, then I'm good. I lead with myself now, I'm much more in tune with my gut instinct and that makes me feel really, really good because I know I have a good gut instinct. My program now, my Thrive Coaching program, my clients who I adore so much, I now have a five step framework for success called PAMS. And PAMS is a five step framework for your success. And it is something that I have learned through all the experience that I have had. And that is to always be focusing on your physical movement, that stands for the P, the accountability and support, that stands for the A. The mental health, that stands for M. The H, that stands for hydration. And the self-care, that stands for S. I have dropped so much weight. I have let so much go. I can let things be now. I can let chat be now and conversations be without worrying about silences or fixing the mood or fixing this or fixing that. I'm okay with... Allowing things to be—does that make sense? That that's absolutely huge, huge change for me. Who, who would be nervous and worried about uh, vibes and atmospheres? Um, I'm not trying to fix things all the time, and I'm more accepting of things being as they are. If you're listening to this podcast episode, and you are really sick and tired of drinking alcohol, and you're really sick and tired of treating yourself bad or you're comfort eating, or you're doing things because you don't love yourself, I promise you there's only positive stuff. That if you're scared of change, I promise you, I'm always really straight with you. I would tell you straight up any single negative cons that there is to not drinking or um, not comfort eating. There's, there's there's no negatives. I promise you, I I can't think of one. There's no void to be filled I often heard that, you know, before I stopped drinking, when I was Googling it a lot, that there's a big void there. I was sure there would be a void. There is no void. It's, it's just a healing journey. Imagine yourself on a Wednesday when you're not hungover and you haven't yet had a drink. It's like seven Wednesdays a week. There's no different feeling. So just try to think of Wednesday and then just think of like seven Wednesdays. And you can have really good fun. It's hard to understand how you can have fun in a drinking environment when you're not drinking. But you may find that your habits will change. You might find that you become more of an early riser and that you really enjoy going out for walks and that you might end up having dinner a bit earlier. Like you might change. So try to avoid seeing yourself like in a bar or in a pub or out for a meal in the first month. Try not to imagine that because you might find that you want to go to those places less that you mightn't be a non-drinker in a drinker's environment you might explore and uncover which I am beginning to do this like non-drinker's kind of secret club heaven where people aren't sitting around in bars and that's fine if you want to do that I'm talking about it to to you if you're sick of it that there is a whole world out there that doesn't involve like bars and late nights and it's amazing It's absolutely amazing so if you're scared just don't think of yourself in those situations and over time you know you won't be avoiding it. We love going out for meals but your habits might change in a really cool way and that's really really brilliant. So I just want to wrap this up by telling you that if you are wanting to make a change and you're scared of change I promise you go ahead and make the change and just punch fear in the face and go and do it anyway and just ask yourself what's the worst that can happen. You give up drinking for a while and say then you want to go back. That's cool. You know, you'll learn loads. Just don't put any pressure on yourself. You'll know when the right time is. There's a whole amazing world out there for you. Free from alcohol and comfort eating. Let that in. If you're, if you're, this is resonating with you and you're feeling it, it's time, my friend. So I will speak to you soon. Take care. I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. I really hope you did. And remember, you can go to jessicacook.ie forward slash unleash and download my free guide, Five Steps to Unleashing Your Fitness and Calm. Thank you and goodbye.